Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 239, founder of She's the Boss Group, Jules Brooke, discusses the current movement of change and how women are turning the challenges of the pandemic into opportunities to create positive progress. We talk about why it's critical for women to empower other women and reflect on the importance of men as both allies and supporters of gender equality. This is Jules's version of Be The Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. This episode was recorded in conjunction with PauseFest 2021, Australia's leading digital startup and innovation conference. Head to pausefest.com.au for more info. Jules, it is so wonderful to welcome you to our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you very, very much. It's lovely to be here. We're going to start with the topic that you're covering at PauseFest, and that is around She's the Boss and this opportunity for a movement of change that's coming about from the pandemic. Uh, so first of all, let's start there and give us a bit of an insight. What's happening? What is this movement of change and how are women taking advantage of this opportunity? Okay, so I guess the first thing we've got to address is I think we all know that women have suffered enormously through this pandemic and have been held back in a lot of ways. So I'm not in any way going to take away from that because we know that there has been a lot of things that have gone very negatively for women. But I guess with my I put on my Pollyanna hat and also my experience with She's the Boss. So I've interviewed about 140 women over the last six months from all over the world. And almost all of the women that I'm speaking to, who are obviously entrepreneurial women, are saying that the pandemic allowed all of us to sort of stop and pause and look at what we're doing. And I think out of that, the movement I believe is coming is we've waited for change. We have been very patient. We can't just wait for this change to happen. We've actually got to start making the change ourselves. And I'm just hearing that over and over from all these incredible women who are starting businesses that are going to make massive change in the world. And I think that if you're an, on, of an entrepreneurial mindset, then often recessions and things that hold us back can also spark innovation. And I think that's what's happening. So that time to pause and reflect and then to know that we're going to start again, but we don't have to start the same way that we left everything, I guess, is what I really mean from it. I, and, and a great example of that is She's the Boss. So a year ago, we never would have thought that we would have had the year that we've had, but my own business has sprung completely out of COVID. So initially just thinking, well, we need to get female founders together so we can support each other. So I started doing online lunches. Then I did a podcast. Then I did a YouTube series. Said so more and more, this community is growing and it has literally grown out of the pandemic. So in February 2020, if you'd asked me if I would be, you know, leading the charge for a whole lot of female founders, I would have said, what are you talking about? I teach PR. But it's come out of it and it's grown. And I just feel that 
it's the time. And I don't think I'm the only one. I think there's a lot of women that are seeing this as an opportunity to actually make the changes that we've been waiting to happen. And I think it's coming from all over the world, from all sorts of different women. Yeah. On the, on that ground level, you know, you said you've spoken to 140 women in the last six months. That's a lot. What are some of these really interesting ways that women are creating change? A couple of examples. But one of the big ones that had an effect on me was talking with Julie Hirsch. Julie is was one of the Telstra Business Women of the Year last year. She has a business called Elements Tea. She runs it as a co-founder with another woman called Nicole Lamond. And the two of them decided that they wanted to get vitamins into tea because we're all drinking tea all the time. Why couldn't we rather than taking vitamin tablets all the time, just have it in our morning tea? They hit so many barriers. It's hilarious. When you hear their story, there were people telling them it's impossible to get vitamins to stay efficacious, I guess is, must be the word for it, when they're in tea bags. It's impossible to infiltrate the tea with the with the right amounts of it. It's impossible to have a manufacturing process that injects these certain types of ingredients into tea bags. They just hit no, no, no from so many people and they kept going. And in the end, there are two things that stand out. One is that they have now patented basically the way to get these vitamins into the tea bags that is now allowing them to manufacture. I mean, they're in Woolworths throughout the country and a whole lot of other big places. So that was one. And the second thing is they're very into fair trade. And that is something that I'm seeing more and more, I think. And so they have been getting their tea made in Sri Lanka and they've actually moved the factory to be beside the tea field rather than exporting it just to try and reduce the carbon footprint and then pay everyone equal pay and make sure that they get, you know, maternity leave and paternity leave and proper breaks and and, and proper pay. So what she's done and what she and Nicole have done is just fascinating. Another one on a much smaller level is a woman that I just love. Her name is Melissa Howe. She came to me at the beginning of the year because she had a digital marketing business and she wanted to build a bit of profile. And on the side, as a bit of a sort of fun project, she had a thing called the Melbourne Cocktail Shop. And she was running cocktails. And over the pandemic, she started saying, well, what can I do? What about if I start sending out cocktail kits as team building things for businesses to use. And her business has exploded. I mean, I think the last time I was speaking to her, she had an order for 100 kits that were going out to um, some large accounting firm or legal firm who was doing it. And that was something that she had never expected. So there you go. There's just two examples of women whose businesses have pivoted and really grown over this period and because of the pandemic. And I've got millions of them. I've got a fantastic artist, Carla Van La, who, you know, as as most artists are, when they're fine art, they're not particularly technological. But because of the pandemic, she took her art exhibition and put it online and had 10,000 visitors in the first week. Mm. So, you know, just people thinking outside the square and thinking, how can we do things differently? Yeah. And it, I think it's it'll probably change things forever. Well, I hope so in some ways. Yeah. yeah. And of course, the other great thing is that now because we've gone online and so many more people are able to access each other digitally, we've got all these regional women that for so long haven't had a voice that are now able to come to the party and join in like everyone else. So that's been a real revelation, I think, from the pandemic of how a positive thing has come out of, you know, something that 
really was pretty disastrous on a lot of other levels. Yeah, and it's interesting because I think, you know, and you mentioned thinking back to February 2020, there was a lot of conversation for a while because we're like, oh, it'll be over soon and then we'll go back to normal. And then people were like, oh, well, actually, I I don't know that we want to go back to normal. Yeah, and then we're like, oh, let's create a new normal. And then I feel like let's create different. That's right. And let's not go back to all the things that have been frustrating us and actually make the changes so that we can really bring about this equality that we've wanted for so long. And I know we're going to talk about it a bit later, but it is really important that men and women are on an equal footing because it brings so many benefits to everyone. Yeah, yeah, we will. And I will swing back to that one. But before we get to that, one of the other things that you're very passionate about is women empowering women. And obviously that's, you know, you've created this group for women to empower women with She's the Boss. What is that? And, you know, there's that the saying there's a special place in, in hell for women who don't support women or something like that. Oh, my like God, that. that is my favourite quote. You're the only person that I know other than me that's quoted it back at me. That's Madeleine Albright. <laughs> yes. And it's just such a great quote. So, So I guess it's something I have always believed. I do believe that we want to lift up the people around us. And so it sort of started from a, you know, all sexes, really. We should all just be helping other people to get up because if we can raise other people up to a certain level, then we're not starting from a base level. We're starting from a mid-level, you know, and we can go up higher and higher. But I think it's super important with women because we have a lot of women with a lot of experience who are older and younger, but there are women who are older who are able to and want to see the women below them rise up, I think. We want to see that equality. And I should say I made a little note here and I went, and older women, because there's a lot of women who these days now are hitting their 40s or 50s, being made redundant or for whatever reason they're out of work. And they have amazing skills and those women are now starting businesses as well. So, But they might not have a lot of technology experience or they might not have experience in other areas that younger women have. So I just think it's really important that we try and level the playing field for everyone. And I believe that in the entrepreneurial sector, particularly, we're good at that. And the more women I've interviewed, the more have said that when they leave corporate land where, you know, if they've been employed, they've often come across a lot of obstacles, you know, in a patriarchal system like we've got, it is being driven by competition between people. And so therefore, if you work in a big organisation and there's only three spots in senior management for women and there's 50 women trying to go for it, some of those women are crawling over the shoulders of other women below them in order to get there as opposed to lifting them up. In the entrepreneurial sector, I think it's completely different. Multiple times, All the women in the group will go, fine, I'll go and buy something from you because that way you'll have a whole lot of sales today and that's going to give you the motivation and it's going to give you some cash to get going. And I've seen it. There's a Facebook group that you might know of called Like-Minded Bitches Drinking Wine. But the idea there was that, you know, if you need some help, you you put the word out. And I've seen 300 women jump on a purchase from someone because they've said, you know, I haven't made any sales in the last month and I don't know what I'm going to do. You never see that with the blokes. So I think that's just a very small anecdotal example of how women will support other women and particularly in the entrepreneurial sector. We're all business owners and we all want to see everyone else succeed. So, and I know this is a big broad generalization. And in fact, I've been um, quoted in a few articles recently talking about the sisterhood and how we're all supporting each other. And there's a whole lot of other women going, I don't see it. But in my world, certainly everyone is being very supportive. 
Yeah. And you alluded to it before and we'll, I'll swing back around to it now is this concept of how we see men and women working together to help drive these changes. So we're looking at wanting to change and, and create more opportunity and have less physical judgment, you know, qualifications for women based on what they look at, look like. So how do men get involved in that conversation? Well, we touched on that before we came on air, so you feel free to jump in. But I guess what I'm saying is that we need the help of men as well. This is not something that we can do on our own. We do have to, as women, I think, own it and start to make those changes. But there are loads of men who feel it as well and really want to help. And then, as you mentioned before we came on air, there is this unconscious bias that a lot of people don't see. And if I was to talk with my brothers or my father and say, women are being held back, they'd say, why? What do you mean? There's no, there's no, it's the same argument that you get around quotas in business, you know, that they say, well, people should be judged on their merit. We shouldn't be giving a free pass to people. But the reality is that we are, and we don't even realize we are. When, and, and I want to give you a great example of this, this really kind of brought unconscious bias home to me in terms of business was that there was a post last year on LinkedIn and it was it quoted the reading list for MBAs. Now, we know MBA is like, you know, the ultimate business qualification and there's a lot of people that do it and it is predominantly men, but the reading list is 100% male authors. And you probably, without even realising it, you would just go, yes, of course, this is the best accounting guy, this is the best business guy, this person. But the reality is that if we don't have women that are also seen as experts, then you have these people that come out of the courses still thinking that the main authority and the main experts in the world and the leaders of industries are men. So we need to change just those little subtle things. There's plenty of great books by female authors. There was there was a, a group that I came across the other day that was doing something for International Women's Day, and they have got a panel with three guys in it. And I just went to the guy and said, why? And he said, oh, well, we need to have this, you know, you've got to have equal, we want to have diversity, we want to have men and women. But my argument is that men are being given those opportunities anyway. And when I went to him and said, why haven't you got an all-female speaker board? He said, well, we can't find speakers. We just can't find the women. And, and you just go, that that actually beggars belief, really. I mean, it's not that's just not true. There's millions no. of us. Yeah. And, I mean, as I said to him, I'm sure I could come up with 60 speakers for you immediately who are women. But there are these kind of things happening so therefore we feel that, you know, maybe, and the other thing is you don't, you don't need very much as a woman with somebody kind of going, no, no, I think you're wrong before, particularly if it's a bloke saying it to you in a public place before you question yourself and go, maybe he's right. Maybe I am being, you know, maybe I am being really sexist as well, but we need to lift these people. We're not on an equal playing field at the moment. So I think we need men to speak up and support women at work. And there are incredible men out there that are doing that, but we need more of them. Often we have, as female founders, we've got to work erratic hours. We've got to do all sorts of things that make it very difficult to also, you know, do things around the house and spend time with the family. And I would think for most female founders that they probably have a partner who is supporting them in that. So there, there is a lot going on without it being spoken about where, where men are supporting women, but we need better funding for female founders. I mean, to me, that's one of the crucial things. It's so low. I was, I was reading something just a little bit earlier that the Boston Consulting Group had done some research in 2019, and it said that if men and women entrepreneurs participated equally, as in were given the same financial opportunities, 
global GDP would rise by three to six percent, which is two and a half to five trillion dollars. So if you're going to talk about, you know, bottom line, there's the bottom line for you, you know, give women an equal opportunity and it'll raise all of our wealth. And I I guess like being aware of that and finding a place for men to come into that conversation because you know, there were a number of men that we interviewed for the documentary series Transcending the Gender Narrative wanted to help but felt like they were worried about saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing and entering the conversation in that wrong way. So then it's around how do we help facilitate that? Yeah. And also how do we create awareness of that that section of society that just doesn't see it? that can't see that those opportunities aren't being given equally and so therefore don't understand why there needs to be a movement to to make that change happen because they kind of look in their own small anecdotal, you know, world, their their micro world and go, I don't see it happening, but they probably don't even realise that there'd be small things. And I don't want to go just down family roots because it's happening a lot with single women as well. But it's really, yeah, it's, it's that we need to share everything. And I think intellectually... Most people understand that, but I just think that we don't understand what is working behind the scenes against women. I did think it was exciting and interesting, and this comes back to women taking the opportunities and this movement of change that you mentioned, that the Australian of the Year awards, the main categories this year were were all women, won by women. So pretty exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. And and as you said, you know, you look around the world at the female leaders and I think they have all been held up as great examples almost across the board of the way that they've managed things. And so that's put the spotlight on a whole lot of women leaders that possibly wouldn't have before. And now you have a whole lot of guys going, we wanted Jacinda Ahern here or, you know, and, and then you have Kamala Harris who suddenly becomes the vice president of the US for the first time. We've got a woman of colour and a woman in, in that sort of senior role. So it is coming. It's yeah. just taken so freaking long to get here. <laughs> and it, I think it's interesting because you talked about the, the styles as well and seeing more women and we're in a pandemic, you know, and people have felt like there was suffering and pain and hardship. So we needed to have nurturing and support and that empathy and kindness and connectedness and Traditionally, they may have been seen as more female, and I use inverted commas, female traits, but we're understanding that actually they're human traits. That's right. And And that we need that balance. We need left brain, we need right brain. You know, we need that mixture because it doesn't work if either of them are are sort of favoured. And so it has been this time of unprecedented upheaval globally that's really allowed us to go oh okay we need strength and we need resilience and we need assertiveness and we also in equal measure need nurturing and support and kindness and compassion so it's really has unified us I think this is an exciting time well Jules in conclusion though I'd love to get from you your be the drop tip so that would be your top tip for communication that motivates and inspires action Well, I keep coming back to empower the women around you, lift the women up around you. I think that's very much my motto. And that, I think, is the drop that will start the waterfall. And I think the waterfall started. I mean, it's it's definitely more than a trickle now. It's definitely a stream, if not a small river. Give it time and it will work. But yeah, I I think for me, it's got to be about 
giving, you know, as Madeleine Albright says, if you're a woman, it is your job to help other women. You need to help us or we're never going to get there. And then if you're a bloke who is supporting a female founder or working with them, then, you know, give them opportunities wherever you can. And let's try and and have that equal kind of balance in in business and in, in, and in opportunity. Yeah, and we'll create a Niagara Falls, hey? Yeah. It's coming and it's going to be big and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to benefit everyone. This isn't about us taking over the world and not leaving room for everyone else. We want to bring everyone with us and then we can all grow up together. Mm, fantastic. Thank you so much, Jules. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.